Welcome to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. I'm your host, Khalida Dubose. This podcast is all about helping you as a woman of color increase your sales, overcome your mindset blocks, and giving you the practical information that you need to thrive in your business and life. Today, we're talking to Brianna Wilkerson, who's a holistic health and life coach and an at-home CrossFitter. Brianna's holistic approach to health helps her clients feel confident in their bodies again and develop healthy habits and lifestyles. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So happy to have this conversation. So I love to give backstory as to why I want to have these types of conversations. And since we're starting Mm -hmm. off the new year and I know everybody thinks about like all of their resolutions and like how they want to be better, I wanted to have a conversation about body image, particularly in this space for women of color who are marketing online, they're showing up, they're highly visible, or at least that's where they would like to be if they're not right now. I think that women struggle with this, but I don't think it's always so apparent to us. Like we think that there's something else going on and really we're, we kind of have these beliefs about our bodies Mm -hmm. that are just kind of getting in the way and we're just running in circles trying to figure out what's going on. So I've had like multiple clarity calls with women. I have talked to my clients. I myself struggle with this a little bit. Like I would say in my in my professional career a lot. But even getting in the online space, it was just kind of weird. It was like a whole nother animal, right? And a lot of the women that I know personally, they'll just ask me questions around how can you be confident, you know, when you have to be out there all the time. So like I said, I just think the kicker here here is that we're not always conscious about what's going on. And so we could be holding ourselves back and this has like real implications for our business, right? Mm -hmm. So Brianna, let me have you introduce yourself, and then we will get into all of this, all of the good stuff talking about this topic. Yeah, as you said, I am a holistic health coach, meaning I don't just look at the physical part of a woman and her health. I really look at the holistic part, and I actually think it all ties together. And so, as you, even as you're saying, right, business and the fact that you know we could, you know, our body image could affect that, and and vice versa, like all those things are impacted. So I really like to help women look at the whole picture, but. It really started for me in my own journey and I'll be brief with it, but, you know, just growing up, I was what probably most people would consider overweight and I didn't care. Like I just didn't care about it. It wasn't something that I thought I had to change, but a a lot of the women around me were always on diets. And so then there, there was a part of my mindset that was like, okay, well, maybe we fix our bodies through what we eat. Like that's just what we do. And it wasn't until I started playing sports that naturally you kind of, I was went from zero sports to three sports, mm-hmm. lost a lot of weight and was just more concerned about what I ate that my body changed. I got a lot of affirmation and I started to put the two together. Like when I'm smaller, or when my body fits a certain standard, I'm accepted and I belong more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was when I was like just entering high school, just hitting the hormones, just hitting puberty. So I was looking to find my place in the world. And fast forward to the end of high school, a uh, hurricane hit the Cayman Islands where I'm from and it just caused a lot of change and things fell out of control. So I did the opposite and I actually ended up running to food for comfort. Right. And so I went from like barely eating kind of um, un- an unhealthy. Uh, well, actually, I would say right after the hurricane, I was trying to control my food too much and restrict to the end of high school, kind of like just couldn't do it anymore and just ate all the time out of my emotions. So I know both ends of the spectrums, but I know even the shame that comes with both just feeling like, okay, now I'm too small. Now I'm too big and just wanting to find my place and my worth and value. And so I continued for a long while and then eventually just finding my identity and my worth in 
for me, my faith and just really seeing that it wasn't in what I did or how I looked, that just started a healing journey for me. And I was an accountant, people. I was not a health coach, <laughs> never wanted to start a business, like thought I was too risky, was in a very secure job. And I just, after, I just knew I was supposed to help other women and it wasn't going to change careers. It mm -hmm. was just going to be to do that. And as I started coaching women, I just was like, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Because as you're saying, like it may start with like, oh, I want to change my health. I want to change my weight. But there's so much bigger issues that is connected to that, that we have never been given space to explore. And actually we've normalized in our culture that it's normal to be on diets. It's normal to hate your body. It's normal to be at war with your body. And I just wanted to kind of fight that, that very, very grave injustice in my mind. And so I've been doing this about six years and just been really helping women break free of the fear around food, learn to find like peace with their body, not necessarily saying you don't want to change your body, but really trying to accept where it's at. Right. But then through that, rather than picking something quick to change that, it's let's develop healthy habits that's going to take us somewhere over the long haul. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that mission because I think a lot of people who are listening, that will resonate with them. It does for me, definitely. I went through the same cycle where when I was thinner, you know, like college times, I was just accepted more. And if you can't maintain that, because usually you're maintaining it in a very unhealthy way, like you said, severely under eating, that was my choice, you know, right? of doing it or over exercising or a combination of yeah. both. And then, you know, when life hits, if you if you don't do that, then you swing to the whole opposite side, right? Right. Um, and as you said, it just becomes like this war, this war right. with your body. And I think even your choice of phrase there is like, it just makes me so sad to hear that. Like, mm -hmm. our bodies are so wonderful. <laughs> Why be at war yeah, with them? They're right? a wonderland. John Mayer says it, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, it, it's just interesting because it's obviously a deeper issue. And, you know, right. I, I would say I'm a little bit of a feminist in me, but like women just have been told how they should look, how they should act, how they should think, how they should speak. And even when now you probably like we, we see a rise in like body positivity and a rise in just like normalizing mm -hmm. health at every size, all these different things, we still have those thoughts ingrained in our minds. Right. Even if no one else is saying it, we still believe like, no, I need to be this way in order to be accepted. I need to be this way in order to be healthy. Right. And so it's really shifting our mindset and our belief and not just saying it's everyone else's fault, but like really owning where we are perpetuating those thoughts and those exactly. actions in our life to break free of that shame that we feel around those areas. Yeah, I definitely agree. So talk to us a little bit about how these beliefs can help or hinder us. How does that affect us from like a business standpoint? I Again, I think business, uh, even in business, it's a lot about appearance, like how you look, how you sound, how you portray yourself. I mean, when you're going into an interview, you don't want to like go in your PJs. Well, maybe these days you'll wear PJs on the bottom and just you do your interview up top because of COVID and, and, and the virtual world. But you want to look professional and all these different things. And I think there are just certain standards of beauty that we have said that women need to have and, and how they must fit into clothes, how they must look. And so I do believe how we dress and how we feel and how we look in, in our bodies has a lot to do with our confidence. Mm -hmm. And yeah, can you be in sweats and think you're all that? Yes, for sure. It, but I do think, you know, I had this person on my podcast who's a stylist and just talking about like, literally, it, 
stuff shifts when you start to like just dress up or choose a color that works on you. You right. feel better. You feel more beautiful. You feel more all that. And so if you are in running a business and regardless if it's online or in person and you feel like your face is like breaking out, your hair is just not like what all that to compare to others and your body, maybe you don't want to show certain parts of your body because you think that that's, it doesn't fit a certain standard. That's going to show in how you communicate and how you non-verbally like sit and act and even how confident you are in really going to someone and saying, hey, you, I believe that you're a great fit for my service and I really believe I can help you. Right. So confidence is definitely linked not just to our skills because I think we think, oh, it's just, am I able to do that? And we feel imposter syndrome, but like it's linked to how we feel about ourselves. And again, we very much tie how we feel about ourselves to how we look. I completely agree with you. And I think that where I often see, like I said at the top of this, where women come to me and the one of the questions that I always get is like, how do I, how am I going to be confident being out there? You know, like, right. So I get this question in a lot of different ways. And I think the underlying question really is, or what they're experiencing is kind of this underlying fear of not being what they think they should be when they're in front of the camera. So I've heard people say they have like a lot of Zoom anxiety. We're starting to make up new phrases. But like, you know, people struggle. They're like, how can I go live in my group, you know, or how can I go live on Instagram or whatever when... You know, and a lot of people aren't going to say this out loud, right? But they'll say it behind the scenes, like when I just don't feel that great about myself, you know, or when I don't have what somebody else has, you know, but what I'm really hearing is like, I don't look the part, therefore I don't feel the part, therefore I don't want to do this. And, And so that's, that's pretty tough. So what are some of the signs when we're experiencing like that little inner turmoil with our bodies? What do you think those signs are? Yeah, there's a great book I'm still working my way through actually called When Women Stop Hating Their Bodies. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what would happen if women stop hating their bodies? But uh, they talk, the writers, two two female writers talk about bad body fever and just the idea that we're constantly thinking bad thoughts about our body. Right. And so often those thoughts are actually connected to something else. And so for an example, in the book, they talk about how a guy came over to fix an AC or something in a woman's house. And he was saying that we need this part or we need to do this. And she was like, actually, I don't think, I don't think so. I would rather wait for my person to come and check it out. But she left that encounter, just like immediately start like wearing down on herself and just saying like, oh, you look so awful today. Like, why'd you do this? And so it really wasn't even about her body, but she chose to attack herself or attack her body through her thoughts because she felt insecure somewhere else. And I, and I think it can go both ways. So those thoughts about our body just like that just kind of creep in or maybe it's the holidays that you're coming off and you didn't eat as normal. So suddenly you feel like your pants are like super small or suddenly you feel like you've gained tons of weight when you might not have. Mm-hmm. But because you're thinking I was not perfect during the holidays, like this is then this is going to happen. Therefore, I don't really want to go to this party or I don't really want to show up because I'm ashamed of what I've done and I don't look my best. And so I definitely think being aware of what you're thinking about your body and really trying to find the root of it, because it may be linked to how you feel about your body, maybe linked to something else. And so those thoughts, but also then what you're saying to other people, like sometimes I catch myself saying things to my husband and I'm like, he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I don't believe I just said that. Like, 
you know, like I'm pregnant right now and I'm going to have my second baby soon. Uh And I've just been like so many thoughts about my body. And he's like, no, you like look fine. And no, you did not gain tons of weight. Like, you know, so it's just like, but in my mind, I've already decided something to be true. And so I'm catching what we think and what we say and then how we act. Like if you're not dressing up or if you're not wearing something or just doing something, as you're saying, even going live because and you used to or you want to, like asking yourself, but why? Mm-hmm. Is it is it because I don't feel like I have something to say? Is it because I don't feel like people will accept me? Is it because I feel like I haven't put my hair together today and I have bags underneath my eyes? Like I did IG stories this morning and I just was distracted. I said it. I was like, man, I got a lot of bags underneath my eyes. I've been sick. My baby's not sleeping. But I'm like, oh, well. Right. And in the past, I would have been like, oh, man, what? How dare you should put some concealer. You should have fixed yourself <laughs> up. But, you know, like this is life and I'm, I'm, I'm recovering and I still want to show up even when I'm not my best. Right. But I just think those things like what are we thinking? What are we saying? And then what are we unconsciously doing? And how is that linked to how we feel um, about our body and ourselves? Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I was going to say, too, like, I find it very interesting, like, if guys were pregnant, like, if men <laughs> if men got pregnant and were, I feel like they would be, like, celebrating themselves. <laughs> They'd be yes. like, my body's creating another human. You know? <laughs> like, they right. it would be a serious flex, right? But yes. with women, we're like, oh, my God, everything's wrong. And it's like, Stretch you know, you're creating bones right now, <laughs> like, skin, yeah. hair, teeth, brain, you know, like, there's a lot going on for your body, and yet we're still so hard so on hard. ourselves. It's so, so crazy. Right. Um, and, I, and I think that's because, let's be honest, it's like, I think everyone gives you a pass a little bit when you're pregnant. Like, you're like, it's okay. It's okay if you gain weight. But there's something that happens once you have that baby. When I had my first baby, I was like, all right, suddenly, boom, body go back to where you should be. Right. And, and you know, some women, like, their body does go back very quickly. Some women, it takes time. Some women, it takes years. But I just think there's this expectation we put on ourselves, as you're saying, that's not not realistic. So we talked about visibility, and we know that visibility mm-hmm. kind of goes hand in hand, hand with selling. So mm-hmm. how is selling affected in our businesses when we're having these thoughts, when we're not feeling comfortable with our bodies? Oh, man. I mean, when we're selling something, we're literally communicating to someone, I have a service or a product that is good for you. And it's worth you paying me money. It's worth you exchanging that value. And as a whole, we as women probably have so many, some of us have so many blocks around receiving money. We'll give, we'll spend, but receiving it can be tough. And so if we don't necessarily not just feel confident that we're able to, you know, give that service or give a good quality product, as you were saying, we tie a lot about who we are to what we create and do. Right. And so when you're like, especially as a coach, or when you're selling a service, you kind of are not selling yourself, but you're selling a part of who you are. Like your people are buying in because they really like you, like like your message, how you do it. And so if you're not confident in that, you're not going to actually pursue that person and actually invite them the way they should. At the end of the day, our body is, yes, it's just this physical thing that will wear away, but we only got one of it and how it externally looks to us and other people, we think says a lot about our worth and who we are and our value if we're not assigning worth or value to our body, then when we're communicating something to someone, we're, we're going to say like in the back of our mind, like maybe I don't have something to offer this person. Maybe this person is better. And so they said, no, they're not ready. So 
I'm not going to push it versus like saying like, no, you know, like let's, let's explore that objection and not making it about us. And I think what, you know, we even talked about this before during just this idea of shame. And I think that's a lot. We all feel a lot of body shame. And as, as Brene talks about, shame is the feeling of like, I'm unworthy of connection and belonging. So if you feel unworthy for that person to pay you or you offer that service, then you're not going to pursue sales the way you would if you were confident. Right, right. I agree with you. And was there a specific book by Brene Brown that you were referencing? Oh my gosh, they're so great. But I, I would say books. Daring Greatly, Greatly <laughs> is like my favorite I just Mind am like, you. every, I love every that time book. I read it, I just weep. I'm serious. I'm like, oh. she's talking to me again and again and again. <laughs> all right. So we do talk about a lot of mindset stuff on the show. And mm-hmm. so that's where all this turmoil is usually starting with, right? Our belief system, which is all in the mind, but it's also the place that we have to go to solve the problem. I, I, I love the idea of like looking the part, right. but somewhere along the lines, looking the part's not going to be enough if there's something going on inside of you. So it's like, I'm the type of person and the type of coach even who really goes for like, where's the root cause? I do not like solving symptoms. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. is the real problem here? Mm -hmm. So what are some healthy ways that we can start to kind of dig down and figure this whole thing out? If this is something that, you know, somebody out there is listening to and they're struggling with it. Yeah. You know, even going back to that book, Daring Greatly, she has like four steps for like shame resilience. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember all about the top of my head, but it's just the process of really asking yourself, like one being like catching the thought and catching the process and like, wait, wait, why am I thinking this? Where did it come from? And who can I talk to and process this with? It could be a journal. It could be a friend. It could be a coach. And then what am I going to do to like shift this thought? But the thing about that, it's like, obviously, you know, you talk about mindset. I talk a lot about mindset. It seems easy. Okay, just go through this four-step process. But it's deep. These are beliefs and thoughts you have felt and have lived for probably decades. And so it's not going to be like easy to overcome. And it's not going to be overcome in just one session or one time. I think it's like you really need to create a safe space with another person or within yourself or just in your everyday life where you can allow yourself to be like do the ugly cry where you can just allow yourself to like process it and deal with it and then honestly get someone or something that's going to tell you truth because if we just open ourselves up and just think like this is what I feel I'm you're just going to like be depressed and you're going to feel doomed versus like feeling hope that things can shift you have a business coach, I have a business coach, the same business coach. And it's like, I've grown so much as a person, not just as a business owner, because I'm willing to be open with that person about a lot of other things besides that. And so you just need to find the good few people that you trust that's not just going to pat you on the back and say, no, you're cute. No, you're beautiful. But really challenge you to go deeper and challenge you to think otherwise. And whether that's a therapist, maybe you don't, there, there's no one in your life you like really can trust with that, whether that's a coach or a good friend. Um, but I do think that that safe space, but also being willing to challenge the thought too by saying, you know, affirmations or anything like that. I'm going to be honest, when I first started using affirmations, I was like, this is baloney. I don't believe this. Why am I saying this? I do not believe that I am a successful businesswoman. Like, why am I, I going to lie to myself? Right. 
But it's that process of, I want to believe this and I'm on my way to believing this. I'm not quite there yet. And I, I think that's part of it is realizing that our brain is just trying to protect us. It's just trying to keep us safe. And it's just trying to not make us experience hurt. So doing that mindset work, you might experience that hurt. You might experience that grief. But just know that you can train your brain that it's safe to explore that when you have the right people and resources at hand. Hi, friends. Just taking a quick break here to say thank you for being a listener of the Black Girl Business Bar podcast and a member of this growing community. I launched this podcast because I wanted women of color just like you to know that they have a place to go where community is priority and a resource for practical tips, advice, and mentorship. Outside of this podcast, one of the most powerful ways I help women just like you is through one-to-one coaching and mentorship. My program, Savvy Sales for Solopreneurs, is designed to take you from making inconsistent sales or no sales at all to crushing sales and getting fully booked in your business. This coaching experience will be personal, empowering, and takes a holistic view of the challenges you as a woman of color face in the online space. I believe having strong sales foundations and sustainable momentum are two key factors in having a successful business in the online space. And I found for myself and my clients, the fastest way to get there is through one-to-one coaching and mentorship. So if you wanna start building your bank account by signing clients regularly, get in touch with me at khalida at blackgirlbusinessbar.com or visit my website at khalidadubose.com forward slash coaching. The links will be in the show notes. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, you're so right. And I think that, you know, in particular, this show is for women of color. And this is something that I think we really, really struggle with. You know, we can learn all the strategies we want for health, for our business, for our life, for relationships. But at the end of the day, it's not strategy or tips or even habits that's going to move you forward. It's going to be whether you're not your beliefs. Like, you know, Jen Sincero wrote in, I love the book, You Are Badass at Making Money. She just talks about like your beliefs drive your thoughts, your words, your emotions, then your actions and your reality. And so many of us are just trying to change our actions and our reality, but not realizing that we believe these things and are thinking these things. And that's actually what's driving us. And so all the successful people we look up to, everyone has done work around their mind and their beliefs. And it's not been pretty. You might see the end result, but I'm telling you, if you journeyed with them, you got some nasty cries in there. You got some, I don't want to believe these affirmations, but they did that work because they knew that mind was going to be what kept them back. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, and that is the thing that we do not talk about. So I think you already mentioned a little bit about like catching yourself in the thoughts. Do you have any other thoughts or tips on some more aligned actions that women can take. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways, you know, just like, just try one thing. Like if you feel like you're scared of going on a podcast or video or whatever, or just try one and make it small enough that you feel like you're not going to like go into like panic mode when you're, you know. And so I just think, I think that's it. I remember when I first got Facebook Live, like, you know how they were rolling it out so many years ago and I had my group nearly six years ago. And I remember it was early morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have Facebook Live now. And it's like 5.36 a.m. I look like I have bed hair. <laughs> Nothing is going on with the face. And I was just like, hey guys, I finally got Facebook Live. And it was just not good. Like I look back and I'm like, I have no idea what I was doing. But I look back and I'm like, good for you for practicing. Good for you for trying, you know. 
And I just think that's it. We just got to be willing to do things a little imperfect and even mess up to learn from it. And that, you know, talking about guys, it's like, you know, a lot of guys will apply for jobs, even if they know they're not fully qualified. But a woman will not apply for a job unless she knows she can 100% do that job. And it's like, wait, what? But you're supposed to be learned to be, you're supposed to have the chance to be able to grow into things too. But I just think we're just waiting until the stars perfectly align before we take bold action. And so I just think like if there's one thing that you guys like been wanting to do, whether it's reach out to that person to invite them to your program, whether it's go on Facebook Live, whether it's do a podcast interview, just like just do one and don't worry about the rest. Don't worry if it's going to be consistent. And then like tell someone you're maybe doing it until they can be there to support you and they could process it with you after. Because I think that's the scary part too, is like, I'm going to do this bold thing and oh, no one was on. No one knew, even knew I did it. Now I feel like a failure and you just go back into a little hole, right? So I think, yeah, feel the fear and then kind of do it anyways, but get support even as you're doing that thing that you're kind of nervous about. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think just to echo your point is take a small action, even if you right. have to. Actions are not meant to be like full blown productions when you're first getting used to them. So Anybody out there listening who's just like might might have just now something popped into their head thinking something they want to do, take that thing and then just try to make it a little bit smaller if it's going to cause you to procrastinate doing it. Yeah. You know, when I started, I also am an essential oils advocate for Deterra. And then when I started, I mean, it's really about personal development. I read this book called The Slight Edge um, by Jeff Olson. And he just talked about successes and the small steps daily. And it's not sexy. Like it's the, probably the most boring steps you would ever, ever imagine. But often we're doing those things and we do that till we get to a point of like survival. And then it's like, we think then we need to do something big or bold or something different, but really it's actually just consistently doing the things that we've been doing to get us to success. And so that's the thing. I think what you're saying, it's like, I often want to be like, I'm going to write a book and publish it and all that. But, you know, I I am writing a book and it's like, literally, I dislike writing the book. Like, it's just, I have to like be disciplined and I'm like, I just want to sleep or I just want to nap or I just want to like watch Hawaii Five-0. I don't know, just want to do everything else, but right. And, you know, but it's like at the end, I'm going to have this product, but it's going to take those small steps of just saying like, I don't want to do this now, but I know this is what's going to take me to get there. And I really love it when people talk about that because that's what gave me hope in the very start of my business. You know, I left my secure accounting job in a very high standard of living in the Caribbean. My husband's a missionary. So I was like, man, I was the only one making my own money. So I remember early on reading this book by Carrie Green. She's the founder of Female Entrepreneur Association. And she just talked about the ugly. And I just was like, thank you for talking about the ugly. Thank you for talking about how hard it is and how you had to be consistent because I'm struggling too. And that actually gave me motivation. I was like, okay, don't give up. It's normal. It's normal. Yeah. Just keep doing those small things. You're so right. The The motivation from me as well is in like the, give me the step-by-steps. Like, what were you going through when you went through this? Because honestly, that final glossed over photo that I took, that I put on my calendar two weeks ahead of time and, you know, put full-blown makeup on or whatever we're doing. Like, that's not really what it is, you know? Um, And right now I'm training for a half marathon and I'm drawing so many parallels to like my business and like running. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, yeah. So actually I'm like coaching myself through running because previously I did run quite a few half marathons. And I was, I mean, I obliterated myself. 
I beat myself up so bad. And now I'm just kind of like, we take this in as small steps as we need to. Sometimes it's get through this one minute of running and then you can walk, you know? And then other times it's like, hey, you're not feeling great, so you're not going to run today. It doesn't matter if you're not staying on, tr- on track, you're not going to run today because if you do, you won't be able to run tomorrow or next week because something's going on, right? Like paying attention, learning how to like take a step back, learning how to rest. You're recognizing too, that we're, we're often attracted to the glory of success, the beauty and the awe and the red carpet of it. But everyone, including you, like when you cross that you know, finish line, you have people there supporting you, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard. It wasn't easy. I had to choose this every single day. You know? And I was telling my sister, I really look forward during this run, this training, the milestones, because yeah. the event is not the, the big thing, right? The event, right. like when you land the client or when you land the, the final client that books your practice out, that's not the thing. It's the one, it was, it's the one after another client. It's the consistency right. in messaging. It's the consistency in showing up. It's the trying and trying again because it didn't hit the mark. All yes. the things. For anybody out there listening, I would say that is where the beauty is. And so when it comes to like body, for instance, mm. um, you know, I finally had to tell myself like, yeah, I have some weight to lose and stuff from like my 20s and everything like that. But I'm just going to enjoy the process of getting healthy because yeah. I know that there's going to be milestones along the way and I'm going to look forward to it. And what I realized was, was always wanting to be at the finish line means that I'm skipping through my entire journey. Mm-hmm. And that's not yeah. fun. I mean, there's probably some really awesome things along that journey. So yeah. why am I trying to yeah. skip through it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's similar here. It's, it wasn't until I released the goal and that I really was like, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself. And if I lose weight, great. If not, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy walking. I'm going to enjoy trying these new recipes. And then, yeah, I got to a place where my body felt good at sustain that weight loss until I had my daughter. And it's like, but now I'm having to like redo that again, realizing that, well, obviously I'm pregnant, but even after it's like my body's changed. It may never go back to that weight and I need to be okay with that. And so getting to that place where I'm not so concerned about an end result, but concerned about what am I doing daily to make myself feel what I want to feel then, but feel now. I want to feel energetic now. So why am I waiting until I'm 30 pounds lighter? So what do I need to do to feel energetic now? Right. So that's such a good word. And for you, is so important. I mean, you're working with women on these issues and, you know, right. so being able to show, have that own energy for yourself so that you can show up in that right. energy for your clients is yeah. really huge. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, before we head out, let us know what's the best places to find you. Yeah. Yeah. So I have my own podcast. The More Than Your Weight podcast is my coaching podcast. And if you're into oils, I have another one called The Healthy Oily Home. But I just love hanging out on Instagram and in my Facebook group more than your weight women's community and at madewall345 on Instagram and just love just supporting women through free content challenges and and, you know on Instagram I show behind the scenes too again I showed when I had bags underneath my eyes this morning and just show how you know I made a smoothie today and how I did an exercise today like you know just so if you're looking for also like real life you can follow me there and yeah get in touch yeah I love it you guys make sure you follow her I'm definitely following you we just need more positive, inspirational women who not necessarily always look perfect. And it's okay for us to look perfect sometimes. I think every right. girl needs to dress up. But, you know, yeah, just the real stuff. Like, what's the real deal here? I think that can be very inspirational for people. So definitely yeah. is for me. Yeah, so good. 
Alrighty, my friend, thank you so much for um, coming on the show and help like exploring this topic with us a little bit more. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, friends, thank you so much for hanging out and listening to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. And an extra special thank you to Brianna for joining us today and sharing her expertise and experience. If you haven't already, hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you found today's episode helpful or had any aha moments, Brianna and I would love to hear from you. So you can tag us on socials, which we'll share in the show notes. Or you can reach out to me personally at Khalida at blackgirlbusinessbar.com. And as always, we're dropping episodes every Tuesday and we can't wait to see you back then.